0: Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes
1: Podcast. Boom! <laughs> With the delay, that's very difficult. It is. It's it is. It's hard to plan it out. It. Yeah. I need. Craig, to... who do we have today? Oh, we... man. Well, this is take two. We have Mr. Galen, <laughs> Galen Hare. What's Galen up, Hare. <laughs> I almost said, I know somebody named Galen Evans, and I almost said Galen Evans, but I did not. Well, now I have. <laughs> If we want to get technical. Well welcome. But we're gonna to the call ins- him Frank for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> well, welcome well, to the fun. insurance dudes, Galen. We're excited to have you. We have yeah, an attorney. An attorney on the show, right? Yes. A litigator.
2: Yeah, litigator for insurance claims specifically. I know
1: so exciting so that's how it ties it in so don't everybody turn off the radio just because you heard the word attorney <laughs> well i won't mr craig well thank you mr <laughs> jason let's dive into speed breakers and then we're going to go into the to your background and just dive right on in so um, the nitty gritty the nitty gritty i don't know where that comes from please look that I up don't mr know. jason uh, i will <laughs> and galen here we go are you ready let's do it let's do this let's have do you it. ever had a mullet no first crush
2: aaron Fontenot.
1: Ooh, aaron Ooh. most embarrassing thing your mom has ever caught you doing pass fastest speed ever <laughs> driven
2: like 110 120
1: okay nice. favorite cereal captain crunch how many Ooh. kids zero
2: that i know of
1: have you made cry? Please let me complete the.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. One. One. Count Chocula or Count Dracula?
2: Count Chocula.
1: Fastest mile? Forty-five minutes. Good. Somebody being honest finally. We have all these <laughs> marathon runners here. Uh, favorite flavor? Chocolate. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Correct. Tacos or burritos? Tacos. Also correct. Favorite video game? Oh man, Madden. Madden. Nice. I would say Super Tecmo, but then that would really date me. And then, of course, Trump or Biden. This one, obviously, you don't have to. Trident. 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 Exactly. (laughs) I like that. Exactly. (laughs) Mr. Jason? Yeah. So, Galen, take us back. What was the
0: first concert you ever. Went to, and I'm talking Barney, if that be the case.
2: Oh, dude, no, I know this one. So it was a Britney Spears concert.
1: Yes!
2: (laughs) And my friend, we didn't know he was gay at the time, but we could have guessed, got us all tickets by dressing up like Britney Spears for a radio (laughs) contest. (laughs)
1: There you go. I love it. Love it.
0: Love it. I went to a Britney Spears concert myself. It was right when she shaved her head. And she did like a like a random concert at the House of Blues under a different name. And somehow I found out that name of the and I bought tickets to it. And the next thing you know, it was like this big ordeal. But that was fun. That must have been
2: a killer concert. That's amazing. So mine was way back, like when she was dating Justin Timberlake. Sync actually existed. Yes. Oh,
1: love it. Well, now that we're all in sync. Why don't we go way, way back to, from that time when you went to Britney Spears, how did you decide, I want to be a litigator in the insurance world, or how did you get there?
2: Oh, yeah. So, I was in college in Boston. I was actually, I majored in opera, which is super, like, if you ever want to be filthy rich, opera is definitely what I suggest you major in. (laughs) <laughs> um, because you'll end up about six hundred thousand dollars in debt and make about <laughs> whatever waiters make. And Hurricane Katrina hit, so I came down to New Orleans, did some volunteer work, which was really cool because they needed it. That was kind of it. There was just a light switch for me, and that was what I was going to do.
1: Okay, did
2: you listen a note. You, I'm sure you can belt out some high notes.
0: Yeah, no. we're definitely not going to do it today, but I could. Oh, I could we gotta get we got, you got you the know. good vibrato, I bet though.
2: Yeah. Big nice.
0: Craig, that's, <laughs> no, that's that's pretty good. That's, that's better. Good.
1: Yeah. Uh, better yours me. was I thought Mr. Jason's was better. <laughs> <laughs> but so you went to school for opera. How do you end up with a law degree?
2: Well, you know, in our great system of higher education, apparently you can go to law school without any prerequisites whatsoever <laughs> so my bachelor of music was like more than sufficient to get me into wow
1: school. so cool so, so when somebody says i'm studying pre-law you go why aren't you studying opera
2: yeah exactly <laughs> or ballroom dancing or anything else really. right anything else <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good i don't even know what pre-law is i guess that's political science huh
2: yeah i think i think it's Political science, and I think a lot of schools have these programs that are like, "We're going to get you into Harvard." But I was never going to get into Harvard, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> right,
1: I was on that same. Don't tour. worry,
2: neither was I.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> neither was I. So, okay, cool. Yeah, then you got ended up Hurricane Katrina for the millennials out there. They may not know what that is, but it was a big hurricane that hit the South, and all heck broke loose down there.
2: Oh man, it was rough. It was just crazy. Like you can talk about devastation all day. Right. And I guess I forget that younger people don't remember Katrina, which is like (laughs) mind boggling. Right. Um, Right. But it makes sense. I guess I was 21, 22 when Katrina hit. So I was young, but the way society just kind of everyone came together, but the things that had to happen for people to survive out there were just wild yeah like what oh man i remember like shortly after i got so gas lines were crazy shortly after i got there and i remember this like super weird altercation with like a guy with a gun who obviously perceived that there wasn't enough gas for everyone which there was <laughs> like right before right after a, storm, gas like, a severe shortage of gas but like everyone was gonna be okay so there was like no need to pull a gun on me like hey dude you can go like i'll move my car not worth getting shot over but there were weird little interactions like that initially and then they got way better over the course of like a couple of months sure wow gun pulleyed for gas hey you gotta do what you gotta do (laughs) he was in mad max uh, mindset so yeah it kind of reminded me of that's so terrible i'm gonna get crucified if someone listens to this but um it kind of reminded me of mad max a little bit like very briefly (laughs)
1: Very, <laughs> like, very briefly. What? what if he's right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were like little militias walking around the French Quarter, right? What? Because there weren't a ton. The police were working. They had a million things to do. So right. people kind of mm. took security into their own hands to make sure there wouldn't be any looting or anything like that. They weren't like lawless militias, like shaking people down for money with guns. But they were patrolling like their their hood and making sure no <laughs> one was up to anything crazy. It was wild.
1: Yeah. I think some of those that guys live for that to happen. Like, I'm going to go patrol. <laughs> it's kinda like, yeah, there's a public adjuster that called
2: me during COVID and he goes, Hey, man, you good on ammo? And I was like, Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. He's like, You sure? I'll bring some guns and some ammo. You just got to make sure you got what you need. I was like, Yeah, it's a virus. I'm not fully expecting anarchy yet. Um, right. <laughs> there are, like, I think there's people that that's like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. This is what I've call. been waiting <laughs> yeah. for. Is
0: those is why are the people have- to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Not the, all the other stuff that's going on. Those people that yeah. have that much ammo and guns that they're just calling
1: everybody. They know yep. to load I- up everybody. I told you I'd need I mean, 98 uh, guns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess they got their own militia that way.
2: They just need manpower, yeah. but, but yeah, those people are <laughs> wild. And, but I will say, by and large, everyone was super well behaved. Like I was just like a college kid who wanted to like get drunk at night and gut houses during the day. Right. So it wasn't really <laughs> a thing for me. But but watching a lot of that was wild it, just to see what people had to do to protect themselves.
1: Yeah. So that was baptism by fire.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of calluses. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll keep going. Um, yeah, What's so I guess it was just a light switch. Like there were all these lawyers, there were all these law students, all these grad students, and they were there and they were always like every night it was like social justice, yeah, like damn the man, screw the save the <laughs> empire, right? So it was like this consistent thing for a few months, which was really formative in my life. So I ended up going to law school, went to Tulane. So I stayed in New Orleans and was able to keep doing hurricane stuff. And um, then I guess forgot about it and got a really good job as like an insurance defense lawyer and then had like my Jerry Maguire moment where I'm like at 2 a.m. I'm like, if this, this sucks, you know, I'm not doing this and left and started my own firm. That's awesome. Did
1: you really do the Jerry Maguire moment where you walked out and said, who's with me? I mean, no one came, but yeah, <laughs> not the one gal something? with her little box and said, I'll go with you. Yeah. So like no
2: one can be Tom Cruise, right? It just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So you think you're going to have this big, awesome moment where like all these people are going to be like inspired by your thoughts. And they usually just put their head down and keep collecting a paycheck.
1: They're like, I don't want to get in trouble. Right.
2: And it really takes away like the meaningful moment from you. And you're like, like this is always going to be the moment in my life that I'm going to look back on as transformative for me. And all I really remember is like carrying a box and going and sitting in my apartment and watching um like cable TV for three weeks while I decided yeah. what I wanted to do with my life. You know, it was very <laughs> <Yeah>. anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> so you opened your own Makes firm. Better, sorry. Yeah, we, we opened our own firm and um, I ended up starting to help policyholders, which was pretty neat. That's crazy. I mean, how hard was that right off the bat? What did you do? I mean, I was poor, but I wouldn't say it was hard, right? So the fun thing about being like a super young lawyer on your own is you kind of take whatever comes in. Like there were cases that I would have sworn to you 10 years ago I was going to make a million dollars off of. (laughs) Today you'd be like, "What's the value of that case?" And I'd be like, "I will pay you twenty dollars to take it away from me." (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, like the value is zero. That is the number. Like, time has proven that this is worth zero. And I would come home and be like, "I'm gonna be a millionaire. I got this case with like a lady who probably burned down her own house, but I don't realize that." And the writing's like all over the wall, like she burned down her house. Sometimes Uh there's like video footage, and you're a young lawyer, and like "That, that doesn't prove anything.
1: <laughs> um So CGI, it was rough. I was
2: broke. It sucked. But um eventually, we started to get a lot more cases, a lot more people. We built our ranks, and now we're pretty big, which is pretty so, neat. So you're on the
1: side of the consumer,
2: yeah? I'm on the, the side carrier,
1: of, or yeah,
2: I guess. I mean, I say I'm on the side of the carrier because I help them do the right thing. But um, I'm on the <laughs> side. I represent the policyholder. Okay. For any agents that are listening. Their customers, I'm kind of their best friend because I I always say if I get involved early enough, I can save the relationship with the carrier as well um, because it becomes less about, oh, this insurance company hates me. What did I do? It's so emotional. You know this. You guys get calls from people that have claims. Why does this agency hate me? Like, or not the agency, but the carrier. I've been a good customer for five million years. My great, 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 great grandfather was on the board of this insurance company. It's so personal. and. You know, we sit down and we're like, look, it's not personal. There's like steps we have to go through. There's things we have to do. It's just maybe it's not fair, but it's the way the system's set up. And we kind of guide them through that process. And I think as lawyers, there's a lot of public adjusters and other professionals out there that do what we do. But I think as lawyers, we're given, for reasons I do not know, some level of credibility. So I think they trust us, meaning your customer. And they look to us for guidance and advice, and we provide it. And it's really neat. Because I'm always surprised. Like, some of my clients will forever be like, screw my insurance company, right? But others actually come back and they stay with that carrier, even after having like a knockdown, drag out legal battle, because they know that there's a process and that process will take care of itself.
1: Right. Yeah. Everybody wants that instant gratification. And some of these things just, it takes time. That's just the way that it works.
2: It does in the system right now, especially, I'd say the last year. I mean, you just look all over the country and it's like, when will the bad weather stop? Like, what is going on? Right. And as a result, the carriers are understandably overwhelmed. So there's also this element of like the squeaky wheel, but also just screaming and cursing at your adjuster and your agent is not like the best way to be that squeaky wheel. So we try to be the squeaky wheel for you. So you're not becoming someone you never intended to be.
1: Sure. Yeah people can get very emotional to attack the agency staff right or the team because they're upset and it's like, we're just trying to answer the phone. We're just trying to help. uh,
2: (laughs) There's such a confusion about, right. The like roles between maintaining the policy and fulfilling the obligations under the policy. And like, they're so different, but the average consumer does not delineate. And if you were the person that answers the phone, like that's your fault and you're going to hear it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because you know, who's not answering the phone, the adjuster.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They play it the right way.
2: (laughs) What is give us a
0: story? I know you have some stories throughout your throughout your career.
1: Oh man.
3: I mean like
1: to protect the innocent. Yeah, you want you want like
2: (laughs) crazy stuff happening on the carrier side, or you want like dirty and salacious? Not like sexually (laughs) dirty, because it's not that kind of show. (laughs) either. (laughs) Either. Oh. I mean, so both sides are bad, right? So, yeah. So, fundamentally, like, I actually subscribe to the theory that, like, people are inherently good, but some people aren't, and they just can't be safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> and really, what you should do with them is just, like, watch them because it's really entertaining. So, you know, you'll get. Carrier side professionals who will do some pretty dirty stuff like lie about pricing, lie about things they saw. I mean, I straight up caught an engineer once ripping a shingle and then later putting in his report that he thought the car- the insured had committed fraud and damaged the shingles. Like I was like, dude oh. like, bro, you were on my iPhone ripping the shingle <laughs> that you were later going to put in that report saying my client did. Like, I've got wow. you. It's done.
1: That's nuts.
2: Um, and the worst part is right. Like liars are not typically slick. Like right. anyone that's got kids, like your kid never does a good job at like concealing what he's doing. Uh, right. Like, anytime he's up to something, he's got that look on his face. He checks over his shoulder. Yeah. Like you're at an inspection and you check over your shoulder seven times. No, I'm not going to think you're doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, but, but you know, that's crazy. Insureds aren't always innocent either. Like arson is a ton of fun, right? Like, Nothing is better than putting your heart and soul into a claim to find out your clients have fire to their own house. (laughs) That's super exciting. Um, Uh, How does that? And then when you,
0: yeah. How do you, like, do you get screwed in that situation?
2: To be continued.
3: Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do, uh, write 100,000 in premium off yes. of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes, it's a weekly call that we're doing right now that will, it's live and it will show you the process. The entire process is super awesome. mm, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign up right now. Live.teledudes.com. Live.teledudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com. Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free Content, right? Are you kidding me? We get yep. to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. Greg, are you going to respond now. to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure. Live. I'm into it too. It's going to well. be awesome. And it's, it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to – That's okay. 520-214-2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. Five two zero right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Wait, do they even listen to this on the radio anymore?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nice.
3: Uh, all right.